Welcome back to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. We got another meeting. Thank you, cult members, for joining us. I am one of your leaders, Jordan Garcia, and the man who got Benefer back together. Armando Arvizu. <laughs> I'm really glad this is happening. I mean, JLo from the block, she's just, I mean, she needed Ben. ben. And you guys don't you understand know, and, the reach and influence that we have. And, you know, Bo- you know, he's a Boston boy. He's from the block, too. So he's no stranger to the streets. Yeah. So, so I'm <laughs> glad this is happening. So cheers but, to that. <laughs> but Jordan, why are we really here besides celebrating Benefer back? Well, um, what we like to do is we talk about a film that is in the Criterion Collection, and then one of us, which is you today, brings yes. a film that they believe belongs in the collection, and then both of you kind of talk about it. We both talk about it, and uh, we Review, sort of vote discuss, it in or out. Yeah, we, we vote it in or out to see if it belongs, and if it goes to the sacrifice, and if it gets us into the closet. You know, and, and things sit- like this, uh, you know, that helps getting get people like Benefer back together. It yes. just really helps. We Cisco and Ebert film. it, but uh, yeah. we're going to be on the right side of history on this one. Well, I mean, there's because no way famously, not to be. Because famously, Siskel and Ebert never liked Lynch, kind of, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, there's that, there's that, yeah. Oh, I it was on Blue that. Velvet, like, they're, like, uh, Ebert's, like, fucking, like, uh, review. They show it on, like, the Blu-ray, I think, you know, where he's, like, just, like, trashing it. And, like, you know, he obviously doesn't understand it. And they didn't understand this film either. Wow. The IMDb trivia. Wow. All right. Well, that that's what we're talking about today. We're going full Lynchian. What are you bringing today? Yeah, so from the Criterion Collection... Mulholland Drive, 2001. I mean, that's Lynch, baby. That's bringing him back. That's getting him in the zeitgeist again. That's getting him in the conversation. But he did a little movie called Lost Highway in the 90s that you might remember the soundtrack, but you might not remember the film. So we're bringing that back. So I'm bringing that to the cult. All right. Yeah. So tell tell us about Mulholland Drive. Tell us a little bit more about Mulholland Drive. All right. Yeah. Mulholland Drive. Okay. This is IMDb again what i'm saying so uh if i stumble over this it's imdb's fault after a car wreck on the winding mulholland drive renders a woman amnesiac she and a perky hollywood hopeful search for clues and answers across los angeles in a <laughs> twisting adventure beyond dreams and reality and who's in it and yeah we got i mean naomi watts this really put her on the map, right? This is like the movie oh, I, that did it. Kind of like, I mean, she was in Tank Girl before, and what else? I mean, that's putting you. That put me on the map for her. But did you remember her from Tank Girl? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, the sidekick. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. All right. She's right. got that Australian accent. Yeah, still, she's right? an Aussie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But here she's an American woman. Well, again, I, again I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, don't, I'm not sure. I just don't really remember of what what it did. Well, actually, she's playing a Canadian coming to. The- <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah right? that's right. Uh-huh. All right, and then we got Laura Herring as Rita, uh, Justin Thoreau as Adam. He has that widow's peak, and uh, that's all he's got. <laughs> <laughs> we have Ann Miller as Coco. Damn, shots uh, fired at Justin Thoreau. <laughs> and then uh, we have a huge cast like. People you might remember from Twin Peaks, maybe you don't, but we also have Angel, Angel, Angelo Badalamenti, who is the composer of of uh, Mulholland Drive, and also, of course, Twin Peaks. He wrote those great scores. He's a uh, one of the guys, and then Dan Hayeda. Dan Hayeda. They're the two uh, yeah, the executives. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the sketchy Vincen- executives. Lu- Luigi and Vincenzo. Yeah, but, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's all we got to say. I mean, there's a shitload of actors, but it's mostly Naomi yes. Watts and Laura Herring. Right. And Justin Thoreau, kind of. Well, you know, it yeah. goes back and forth between quite a few people, but yes, you're right. Those are the main, the main, uh, yeah, they're the main actors. The main people. 
But yeah, so I mean, Mulholland Drive. This is okay. Like, we I rented. I I didn't rent this. I think my brother might have rented it or my mom. And me, my brother, and my mom watched it for the first time. I was in high school <laughs> the goddamn time, and it was a weird film to watch as that. But I think this is like the second fin- uh, David David Lynch film I ever saw. You know, in the whole like universe. The first movie is actually Lost Highway. I saw it when I was a kid on VHS too. We rented that too. Okay, Probably. so how hard was it for you to hide your boner during Mall and Drive oh. when you were watching it with your mother? Um, I, you know, because you know, there's a you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of sexual things going on. Well, like, look, let me let me just let me uh kind of just really uh get into my point with this, which is that yeah, there is a lot of sex in this. What I want to ask well, you, what well, 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 let, let okay. me finish. What I want to ask you is, is it necessary? Is it uh, you know, it, it, do you think that David Lynch has a point for it? I'm not saying that he does it. I'm not saying that he does. I'm just asking what you think, and then I'll let you know what I think about it. Okay. All right. Well, when I first saw it, it felt like there was just tons of sex, like right. way too much. Like, yeah, this is way too much. But when I when I was watching it today, and I when I've seen it again, it's actually not that much to me. You know, like it's there, but it's like there's so much more going on b- besides that. And, and oh, sure. And uh, as a teenager, yeah, you're kind of focusing on that, and like, oh wow, like that's kind of why you rent some movies sometimes, you know. But obviously, I, going into this, watching this, you know, I did not. No, that was gonna happen or whatever. But well, I don't. It just kind of shows their relationship and how like it's kind of it's revealing and like fucked up at the same time because you know not all of them are sensual and then part of one of them is mostly a dream part. You know, so it's kind of like a fantasy. Right. Yes, that's what I was sort of wondering because that's the same thing way I feel. It, it, It was a thing when I was younger, and not that I'm like was complaining about it. Yeah. But it was just sort of like oh, you know. Good for you, Lynch. Like, get him, get as many of these scenes as you can. Yeah. You know, obviously, being a dumb teenager, a dumb yes. young boy. I don't think that now. But then watching it now, it's just like, oh no, that actually, um, it it actually is informing the characters. It's actually pushing things along. Yeah. It's not just there, just for. It's not gratuitous. And it also, well, again, you know, it like, is a fantasy. Like yeah. the things that are going on mm. in Mahalan Drive. It's a dream. It's, it's a, a dream. It's a real, yeah. Like it's right. literally a dream. It's know, like, like dreams and dreams. You know, yeah. it's like a little Inception kind of thing. Because <laughs> you think she's woken up at one point and then she really wakes up. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, sort exactly. of like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people. So yeah, the sex scenes I don't think are gratuitous. Okay. When, maybe when. When I was younger, I thought like I was just like you know, right, like, which and I agree, just horned up. I, I completely. But, I just kind of want to bring that up, just kind of yeah. wondering, you know, because yeah. I, I think a lot of people can see, especially in Mulholland Drive, kind of see it in the eyes that we have in a very immature yeah. kind well, of way. That's the thing with Blue Velvet. That's the thing uh, Ebert was complaining about when he sees uh, Rosalina. Sounds like a real immature what asshole. What is the this actress's guy. name? Uh, Isabella Rosalina. Isabel, yeah. Okay, yes. Isabella Rosalina, when she's just naked on the lawn, you know, and. And David Lynch explains that, you know, like he saw that one time and it just like it it wasn't like her being naked, you know, it was like this feeling that it gave like it's so like, you know, just in the middle of the suburbs, this woman is screaming and yelling and being naked. And it's just like it doesn't give you a good feeling and it's not supposed to give you a good feeling. It's frightening. Yeah, it yeah. really it's is. It's like it's like, you know, and they just want to cover up. So it wasn't like something that like. He was just showing, like, oh, I could show a naked woman on, on the lawn, you know? Sure, like, So yeah. there's a reason for it. Like, of course. And I don't think Lynch is showing 
someone naked just to show someone naked exactly know? so i agree with you and, and that's what and that's what you know i was just kind of wondering what your take on it was yeah. in terms of that because again a lot of people might not see it that way and i think yeah. it is kind of easy to have that immature eye on stuff like that. it is yes if you don't really if you're not especially when it's kind of very uh, strange like david lynch when you know especially something like mahalan drive mm-hmm. you might not really understand and be following what's going on exactly yeah and so you're seeing that stuff and you're just like all right cool like this is just what this is and it, this yeah, is just exactly. a cool little it might be that one thing like some too. like like showtime like uh what is it uh yeah, a skin skinamax skin skinamax like yeah. a skinamax movie a skin flick which you know and, and again that's I, i'm not I'm not saying that's what it is. But someone but, who might not understand the film and is just watching this like and not hadn't seen a David Lynch film, you know, or maybe too young or maybe they just hadn't seen one would focus on that and just something they can nitpick at and complain about. Right. But, you know, we're we're the criterion cult. We're really watching this films. We're not trying to we're not just trying to watch skin flicks. We're Exactly. And we're also trying to just engage in and, as much with as much with these films as we can, not yes. just watch them like, "Oh, we liked them. We thought they were cool." Just trying yeah. to like at least talk about them in a way that, for instance, with David Lynch, I would not begin to pretend to know uh, every single kind of metaphor and what every single scene means in Mulholland Drive. Yes. But for me, David Lynch has always been a feeling. At first, when you know, when I was younger, it was sort of like, I don't get it. I, 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 because I don't get it, I feel stupid, so I'm not going to like it. Yeah. You know. And now it's like, well, no, I don't get it, and that's fine. That's okay, but yeah. I, I feel it. I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. I love where it's going. Like yeah. I, I love, I love how it's so strange and so weird, and, and a lot of things feel like this. You know, like this really bad uh, TV show in some places where it's very, it feels very purposeful. You know, yeah. and where you're younger, you don't realize that stuff. You're not seeing the whole story. You're just sort of seeing those things where you know Naomi Watts is acting at the beginning when she's getting dropped off in the at the airport is just yeah, so strange it, and weird. But well, that's the point. It's that, it's like a fantasy. That's it, one of the things I noticed. Too, yeah. is when they're getting out of the airport it's it's uh redubbed you know right like it's not the audio that they filmed yes. on set you know and so it's they done very poorly and yeah they did it a certain way like it's on a purpose. choice you yes. know like to get this kind of thing and that's kind of to show you and one of the things too is that i didn't really i mean i've seen this movie a bunch i mean that's just another silencio moment that's like one of that's like the first <laughs> yeah. you know like there is no band or there is yeah. no band or it's not yeah. real or whatever yeah yeah and one of the things I didn't notice too is at the very beginning where it shows the bed and it shows the pillow, you know, where she's like pretty much falling asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen uh-huh. that I, you know, I've seen this movie so many times, and at the very, I, I, I feel like I just see, I've I mean, never noticed that scene before. I mean, there's ever, a lot of things know? in this movie that yeah. that happens with, yeah, where and you're just where sort of no, just... noticing different things where before you just thought they were strange. And then you're like, oh, I get why we're seeing this scene now. Yeah. Like, I, I sort of, I, I don't get completely what that winky scene is, but I get that, that is just another dream, a nightmare in a well, nightmare. Well, it's like, explaining uh, Naomi Watts' character that it's, she's in a dream, and he's explaining that he had this dream. So it's kind of like informing, it's telling you, like, this is a dream. Like, right. There's like a bunch, there's like a few scenes where it tells you this is a dream. This is, you know, like how we, uh, when we're watching Lost Highway, we're like, where there's things like it's telling you like what's going on. It's just are you gonna pick up on them this time or see them differently or just like you know right? You're just watching exactly it, you know and that that's what that uh, winky scene is that first one you know where it's this dream where it's like you don't where like yeah you kind of well and that's what's so great too is how David Lynch has captured how everyone dreams you know you're just in a place you're you're in it but you're you just you feel outside of your body at the same time you know where you're having this like 
I forget what it's, how to, what the word is exactly, but yeah, so it's explaining that to you, and like the whole kind of concept of the movie. Like he's like, yeah, you were over there, and this was happening, and we both had this fear. Right. Which it's all the which it's all which the dream sequence is like it's so it's all your like hopes and dreams and your fears and things you don't want to experience, but they just all creep up to you because it's all like just going in your mind and stuff like that and that's hollywood baby yeah and that's winkies <laughs> you go to winkies your dreams come true but there might be some nightmares in there you got to yeah. face them you got to face your nightmares yeah. but also yeah it is that too because she's just this failed actress that's yeah. just yeah she's not facing anything yeah she's, she's just, just down on the luck her like yeah. fears like are like coming to fruition you know it's like her dreams are like what she really wants to be happening like uh, the betty character naomi watts's character like wants rita she wants you know like she needs like the rita character needs help and betty wants there to be that person to help her right. you know and in real life she doesn't need her help anymore she doesn't need like she doesn't need her anymore you know yes so she, this, she needs someone yeah and in this and in the dream like naomi watts is like kind of the caregiver and like the helping one and like giving her this stuff and like you know this kind of like relationship is developing and stuff like that so that's something i didn't notice before is like where uh naomi watts is wanting this like you know is dreaming of like like what she needs to be to this person but For sure obviously rita is leaving her like you know like uh what is her real name camila and i forget what it is and not rita yes <laughs> but yeah laura herring's character like you know yeah. she's leaving like she's going for justin throw and stuff like this and like you know and yeah yeah no it, it, and another good the great thing about david lynch what he does is that he doesn't make that easy for you these things that you you know that you see in that right these these gross yeah. in the relationships and the characters he's not making it really easy for you to just see it in a very simple narrative mm -hmm. and you kind of have to work especially in Mulholland drive you sort of have to work to figure out what it is these you know what's going on with these characters why these characters are doing these things that they're doing yeah, yeah. why these actions are happening what, what happening why these certain characters are talking this way or acting this way and then you start to figure things out as it you know as layers open up when you especially in the scene you know when i first watched these films it was just again it was just more a fun ride it was a feeling and mm -hmm. now watching them again recently it is sort of like oh okay i see the point where for me Everything in Mulholland Drive gets peeled back is obviously the Lin Manuel Silencio scene <laughs> when that guy comes out and he's doing yeah, that. And the it, theater, it, yeah, yeah, it does that whole thing where it's like this theater of truth. It, almost, it's basically you know? showing you that hey, like everything's like dubbed over. Yeah, nothing's real. Like it, it's not. This is all fake. Yeah. It's all fake. You've been watching a fake thing. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, oh, okay, all that stuff, the cowboy, all that crap. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything that's been going on, those scenarios, that that's all just made up in her mind. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, before where it was like, oh, that's a really cool kind of strange thing where David Lynch is showing like the underbelly of Hollywood, but in this really crazy, strange way, mm -hmm. which I think it is still both he that. He is doing that yeah. too, yeah, where, yeah, where like these executives have these power, has the power over the director, Jason Thoreau, you know, where he they can make him broke and they can make him like, no, you need to pick this actress for the role or whatever, you know, like, right. you have no control. Like, and so and, and so you came at his widow's peak, or you said that's all he had. Why, mm -hmm. why are you saying that? Do you not like him in this film? Do you think he doesn't do well? No, I was well? just joking around. I was just, oh, yeah, okay. I just, 
Oh, I like Justin Thoreau. When I saw this movie, I was like, this guy looks cool. Like, I want to be this guy. Yeah, I but mean, he's he also, just, like, really good in this. But he also might have been in a ska band at one point. He looks like he was in a ska yeah. band in this movie. Yeah, but he, he's actually yeah, really no, good I in really, this. Yeah, no, I, I'm just fucking around. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were kind of had no, a thing I, against no. Thoreau. I no, thought, I yeah. not at all, actually. Oh, I'm, all right. I'm just surprised we don't see Thoreau more so yeah i mean he you know he's kind of he kind of does a lot of things he yeah. writes and he directs yeah, and he does he different iron stuff. man 2 he, he uh yes iron man 2 was yeah. one of the things he also wrote uh with ben Siller, tropic thunder mm. so throws a you know he was on the leftovers so he was doing that oh, okay, for a while yeah. i'm sure that's probably why you don't see him in a lot of stuff yeah at least for a time because he was doing leftovers i yeah, feel yeah. like which you know supposedly he's really good and i haven't watched that yeah. but we're getting off topic. We're going, this is not the Thoreau cult, <laughs> even though again we'd like to give show appreciation to different people, yeah. uh, different actors, and you know I, I wouldn't say he's an underrated guy, but I don't think a lot of people. I think he's really good in this film because yeah, of the, the, the asshole yeah. kind of director that he's playing, mm-hmm. and you can just sort of watch it and just be like, think that that's kind of easy to do, right? You can just be like, oh yeah, anyone can just play some asshole like that, mm-hmm. but it really takes. Uh, someone especially like Justin Thoreau who you know he looks like this young like you know this young guy who's just like yeah he's got spiky yeah, hair he's just like he has that like um uh what I don't know what you call it like just like well a, you just have like, like vulnerability you just have to have a reason even though he comes off as like a real cool guy and like a very like slick and he's you know he's he's a, a very good looking guy yes and he has like very, he feels like uh, he has confidence he what, still has vulnerability to him yeah. he's, not, he's not just a straight up like he can't just be a straight yeah, up yeah because you bag. see him getting shit on all yes. the time you know yeah. like where and he gets upset, you know, and yeah. he's like, and okay. you understand where he's where he's coming from yeah. and why he would be upset. That you have these unseen forces that are telling you what to do, and you're trying to ask yeah, questions. It's like, what the fuck? Why? Like, yeah. why do you want me to put this girl in this movie? Like, why? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Which is a great. I love that yeah. scene so much. The cappuccino thing, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? Like, he's just spitting out the cappuccino because he doesn't like it. That guy, and it, it's just this really great scene doesn't of that- showing how that they all yeah that he he's like from that point even though it's part of a fantasy that yeah. he has no control yeah like that there's yeah it's, yeah yeah someone know. else is always kind of like pulling the strings or whatever you know but that that scene well seeing that scene you know and realizing that and then seeing sorry i'm going to kind of off topic but breaking bad they kind of do that in breaking bad i i don't know i don't right. remember there's like there's where this guy, i mean i like breaking bad but i don't remember exactly there's this guy who's tasting like the sauces or something and he does the same thing and it's so like i just always thought of mohan mohan drive because of that you know like they took it kind of like well i mean one of those things um i don't remember exactly the name of the breaking bad creator but i know he is really well like he knows like stuff about good movie you know he yeah. knows cinema he likes a lot of good stuff so and he's a good writer so i'm sure he like he, he takes uh from from that stuff yeah but, must... but yeah but but david lynch uh is uh he wasn't part of breaking bad even though he did break bad in this one he's a naughty boy in this thing um no i'm just kidding but there's a lot of really so if you haven't seen maholland drive i think you should obviously if you know get join the lynch mob join the david lynch mob but there's like little threads that kind of come through in the film mm-hmm. like there's that little thing about that guy um played by mark pellegrino he he plays a guy Joe who's uh, he just does it's a really comedic who's from scene. Lost. Yeah. Oh, is he in Lost? Yeah. And he, he has yeah. there's this really comedic scene where he is uh, trying to murder this guy and get a book from him, and so he's trying to set up this scene, but he accidentally shoot he well he shoots at a wall to kind of make it look like the uh, the guy killed himself I guess and then or something or something happened yeah whatever, whatever. and he actually and he shoots this girl on the other side of the wall in, in her ass yeah and so he has to go over. And he goes over there and she just like, she's oh my God, something like really bit me hard in the ass. And so he has to like kill her and then he has to kill like the janitor that sees him. It's yes. a really funny, like kind of slapstick like, yeah, scene. Slapstick and it shows you like where... how good 
David Lynch is at writing something as bizarre and absurd and, and you know, very serious as what's going on in Mulholland Drive, but kind of throw these little, you know, there's little, like, little horror-like clips, but like the that, whole Winkies thing, and then there's little comedy but things. But that whole scene is just to set up that this guy is a hitman. Well, uh, okay, right. no, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm not even talking about what it's setting up. I'm just saying, like, the tone of it and mm-hmm. what, like, you know, because you're yeah. watching this thing of these other serious things, and it switches over to a tone that, you know, he just jumps back and forth between tones very seamlessly in this film, where when I when I first watched it, I didn't really, I, I didn't understand why it was doing that, you know? I, I didn't understand why, why it was, I was like, what, like, just pick a tone and just do something. But, I, you know, I was dumb. I didn't yeah. know any better. But, you know, re-watching this, too, it really made me realize how how much it's like uh, Twin Peaks, especially the new series. Well, I mean, yeah. You know? uh, like, David it's just Lynch like, wrote it. Yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> I didn't see that before, you know? And this one, I was like, oh, he's done, like, he's done all this. And he's just doing it, like, you oh, know, yeah. Like, I mean, it's all very much alike. Yeah. I mean, what we're going to, your pick we're going to talk about is very yeah, much like yeah. this and very much like Twin Peaks in a lot of ways. A lot well, of like, and a lot just of that like stuff. the storytelling in Mulholland Drive the whole way. Yeah, like all his stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you want to get on the last thoughts yeah, of let's get Mulholland on the last Drive? Thoughts. Yeah, what do you think, Jordan? What is, what is, well, what do you think of Mulholland Drive? Mulholland Drive, uh, like the real place, is an awful, disgusting place where strange creatures roam, where you just can't, you can't walk into a Winkies without seeing something dirty out there. And uh, but the movie, the film by David Lynch, is a nice, clean, absurd, wild, erotic, hilarious, just frightening ride through this underworld that I have no idea about. And and also it just becomes this great dream kind of fantasy kind of nightmare type of film. So, you know, it, it, it's I I don't blame people for not getting it right away. I don't blame people for maybe kind of not understanding i blame ebert though that fool don't know what the hell he's talking about <laughs> just kidding um but i i myself i give this i would give this a four i give i give four winkies um <laughs> yeah because i think that it really i don't know it, it, it belongs in the criterion i mean obviously it's in the criterion yes. but i think it's something that does belong there because you know he he uh he's fucking doing shit and this was supposed to be a tv show and he was able yeah, to right. kind of chop it up and make it into a film and, mm-hmm. and be a a very competent and very uh, watchable film, even though, again, I understand why people might be like, well, that's not true. It's like, yeah, give it another shot. Yeah. Give it another shot. Really sit there. Really watch it. Really understand what he's trying to do behind the camera with this story and just with the acting, with everything. He's using he's using every tool in the book. Mm-hmm. He's bringing it all together. So, yeah, that's my last thoughts. And what about you, Mondo? Yeah, so exactly. Like, Mall and Drive, I saw it, like, and I was, like, immediately, like, enamored with it. Like, I didn't... I didn't understand it when I first saw it at all. Like, I didn't get it. Like, but it was just something it was like, but what, I want to know what's going on, you know? Like, it made me want to see it again and again and again, you know? No, yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, know? for sure. I, I get it. I, I understand, you know, we all. But it was just, it's just the storytelling that you, like, you, you didn't really see, like, at that time. Or, you know, like, or just, like, I'm just seeing, like, you know, like, basic kind of movies, straightforward kind of things. And, someone who's really pushing the envelope you know i hadn't seen twin peaks yet or anything like that like i said this is the second david lynch film i saw lost highway being the first one we'll get that to in a second but you know like mulholland drive is always like that movie that just like cinema could be something else and you can tell a story like you know as cryptic as you want it as you want to but 
David Lynch does give you all these like hints and things like you know, and where... it can still feel very much influenced and like old Hollywood films. Yeah, you know, you know, he still love he loves all that shit. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, and like on it's the... not like an anti kind of going against old ways. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bringing that the, the, that old stuff those influences and... into that, you right. know, and doing it his way. You know, yeah. like David Lynch just has a different mind and he has a creative mind that you yeah. don't see. Like you know, he's an auteur. You know, like and For that's. Sure. I mean, I didn't understand that at the time when I saw it, but like I understand it now that I was seeing something else, you know, like seeing yeah. something. You bought it for vision. the sex scenes, and that's <laughs> fine, you know. Well, you know, we've all, you know, um, yeah. you know, hey, we're we're teen, we were teenage boys, yeah. but sometimes we bought movies because there was boobs in them, yeah. you know. But that's again, I like that. I just wanted to kind of, kind of talk about that. I'm glad we did earlier that you know that there are reasons for sex scenes in a yeah. lot of things because you know a lot of people like complain about that i've seen it on yeah. film twitter it's just a whole dumb thing that is yeah just, that is something that's been coming up lately yeah. right Lord, and it's no like i get it sex scenes. but there 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 is in a lot yeah. of places they don't need to be in every single fucking movie or something yeah but of course there, not. there yeah. is and they make complete sense in in uh Mulholland drive mm-hmm. and they make complete sense in what you're going to talk about later but did you did you rate Mulholland drive no i didn't oh my bad so, i'm sorry yeah i'm gonna go full uh uh, full silencio on this five five okay. silencios on this one yeah, nice know? like this is just like this is rewatchable like always you know like it you just find something new like i mean i found something new today you know where for sure where this like the beginning where like where that shows the bed like in the sheets like you know and her falling out the shadow falling on the pillow was just like oh it was like oh shit like i've seen this in the theater you know like you know like and I didn't notice this fucking scene. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Like, you know how you don't notice things like and just that are just obvious and obviously right in front of you, you know? But yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And and I think that's what's great about Lynch, as we were talking yeah. about. And, you know, what's cool about what you're doing now is that this is the first time we're actually starting to dip into those Criterion All-Stars. Yes. You know, we did we did uh, John Luke Adard. You know, before we were really going into the, like, you know, we haven't even done a Kur- Kur- Kurosawa yeah. yet. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to get into David and Lynch. we barely just did a, a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, all right. these are like, I just wanted to bring it. that up. Yeah. It's, just, it's just exciting to me. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. You listening should be excited too. God damn it. These Mondo. are the films that got us into Criterion, for Christ's sakes, you know? Like, exactly. So we're, you know, like... Yeah, they're like why. the gateway ones. Yeah. They're the real, like, you know, they're the ones that when you start watching film and really get into it, you sort of yeah. know about because they're, the, you know, they're easy to grasp, they're easy to get into, mm-hmm. they're they're accessible. But Mondo, we're getting into Lost Highway next. You're still bringing lynching. I'm surprised you didn't bring WandaVision because that was super lynching, but we're doing Lost Highway next. All right, Jordan, you heard it. You brought it. You, to- you told the listeners... <laughs> I'm bringing Lost Highway from 1997, David Lynch's film, uh, written uh, also written by Barry Gifford, who also wrote the novel of Wild at Heart. Uh, the DP uh, Peter Deming, who also did Lost uh, Mulholland Drive. But what Lost Highway is about is an anonymous video anonymous videotapes presage a musician's murder convic- murderer conviction. And a gangster's girlfriend leads a mechanic astray. Yeah, we use big words like presage. Presage. But and, and who's in this? And that's an awful description. They're not wrong, but they're also it it doesn't IMDb. sound right. Again, you know? we're we do not like IMDb, <laughs> but we would like them to endorse us, so we're gonna use their their bios until they do it. Yes. IMDb, we hear you. All right. Well this you is hear us. I mean, this cast is stacked, you know. So we got Bill Pullman as Fred Madison, Patricia Arquette as Renee Madison. Robert Blake as Mystery Man. The Devil. Yes. Balthazar Getty as Pete Dayton. Uh, we got 
we got a cameo from Richard Pryor as Arnie and uh, Robert Loja as Mr. Eddie and Dick Laurent. Also, we have the great Jack Nance, Mr. Eraserhead himself and from Twin Peaks as well. She's dead wrapped in plastic, man. And also Marilyn Manson and Henry Rollins. Yeah, and Twiggy Ramirez. Two uh, rock icons. Three rock icons, I would say. Yeah, all right, whatever. I would leave out Twiggy, but I'd leave them all out. Fuck them all. <laughs> None of them are rock icons. <laughs> We're not talking about them anyway. We're talking about a real Lynch icon. So I'm bringing Lost Highway. This is You are f- bringing Lost Highway. This and is the first David Lynch film I ever saw. Okay. I didn't know who David Lynch was. I just remember this movie coming out in middle school, like late, yeah, like sixth, seventh grade, kind of, you know, and kind of being intrigued by it. One of the big things about it is it has some great songs on it. The soundtrack has that Smashing Pumpkins song, I, (laughs) that was all over the radio. So is that what jumped out to you at first as a young lad watching this thing? You said, oh, it's got this, it's got Rammstein. It's got... It's got a really uh, rock and roll soundtrack for me as a young as a young lad. Is that was, was the first thing that sort of where you were like, "All right, this is cool." Did that make you think it was cool? I don't even think it was that. You know, it was just around. It was just one of those things. Like in the '90s, there was just cool soundtracks all around. You know, it just right. the soundtracks were just stacked at that time. I don't know what it was about this film. I remember seeing the trailer a lot though when I was a kid. You know, and seeing Robert Blake's creepy face, a uh, videotaping whatever the fuck. You know. And that was kind of like intriguing and like, you know, like, I want to see this movie, but just because what the, what, what is it about? You know? Well, like, you what's saw it and what, what do you feel about how, after you've seen it now, you, you've already seen it. Okay. Yeah. So when I, when I first saw it, I was just like, I, I don't know what it, I don't know what's going on. But now when I watch it now, I do understand sort of, I mean, I still don't understand what's going on because it gets a, lo- a little, uh convoluted at the end because they keep trading places bill pullman and balthasar getty's character well i think it i I feel like patricia arquette i feel like it's very much in in vein of mulholland drive it's sort of dream but it's also it's it's kind of the same thing about like this identity crisis of Mm -hmm. someone who's not this person that they want to be and they kind of try to manifest and fantasize you know i feel like balthasar getty probably wants to be bill pullman you know, he wants mm-hmm. to be that jazz musician, that cool, I don't even sexy know that guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's what I felt like. Even watching it again yeah. this other time, it still feels like that. I, I know the ending is, does it does have that kind of crazy mix-up thing. Yeah. Because where all the, like, where the, like at the end, where the, all the cop like, the cops, like, all those people are real to them, you know, to those characters, you know? So, like, it's not like Balthazar, Balthazar Getty is really someone else or, you know, Bill Pullman or even... Patricia Arquette's character where like no we met this woman you know and this is that person and well only because you know in one point Balthazar Getty there's supposed to be like two Patricia Arquettes at one point but there is only one there is one yeah right which is that's why blonde hair and one with the the darker hair Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why it feels like I don't know to me that's why it feels like it's sort of this weird dream kind of fantasy and again i'm like you i I can't even say that i i know exactly what it's about or exactly what Mm -hmm. everything is but this is where i really saw like oh david lynch is really setting this setting us up for mulholland drive kind of you know where it's that story where it's a dream or you think it's where it's a dream and it kind of goes into reality but in lost highway it's a lot more um the line is blurred sort of you know and it and it might feel like that way in Mulholland Drive but it's kind of not 
as blurred as you think, you know. And this one, it is kind of where it just goes back and forth, and you like you see what people are seeing, but it's not real at all either, you know. So who can you trust? What narrator can you trust in in Lost Highway? You know, right? Uh, Bill Pullman's character, uh, Robert Loja's character, uh, Bill Pullman, Balthazar Getty, or is it the cops who are seeing what is just kind of like laid out? You know, like as like the facts, ma'am, only the facts. You know, right? Kind of kind of thing. You know, for sure. So like, well, yeah, no, I, I do agree that it does have that. Um, it more so than Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive doesn't really do that. Yeah. This one does kind of split, splinter into a bunch of different narratives. Where you're just like, yeah, who is what? Who who am I supposed to believe? What yeah. what am I supposed to see here? Like, what is real? Why why is Balthazar Getty? Why, why did Bill Pullman turn into Balthazar Getty? Yeah, or was where Balthazar he in jail, Getty where thinking they're in of, jail and they like release him? You know, right? Because they where right because they think. But yeah. again, that could just be like a fantasy thing. That doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. real. That could just be in his head mm-hmm. that that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, but you don't. I I don't know, and I still don't know. Well, because and also too another thing that I really enjoyed about this film, which I think is what makes it a little different from Mulholland Drive as well, even though it kind of has that same sort of structure, was this one really is about I I would say like memory, right, and context also like in a way that you just you know when you, you the way you remember something and the way you know because at one point Bill Pullman says yeah he's the one who says that right? yeah Where? he says that you know I don't um. What, what I don't, well, I, don't I don't remember things how they are. I remember them how I want them to be. How, I, how I want to remember them. How I want to remember them, no, not it, how they were. But yeah, exactly. Right. And so, so that, I feel like that's how what I feel like that's a big line in this that's film a to really big tell giveaway, you. kind yes. of like where it. Yeah. Oh, why is that guy saying that? But like, it's one of those things that you don't really notice when you first watch it. You know? Right. Like, it's like you're kind of just taking like you know you're just first kind of taking it in. But when we're watching it this time, and he says that, it's like oh shit, like don't. David Lynch is giving us these clues, you know? So, like, all these remembrances of, like, so Bill Pullman and Balthazar Getty's kind of, like, I mean, maybe they are the same character, maybe they're not. You don't know, like, what is right. going on. Yeah, and maybe, it doesn't really even maybe tell you. Maybe this was just a younger Bill Pullman, Balthazar Getty, you know? Like, because obviously Bill Pullman's older, and, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, maybe he's mixing, it's possible. The, you know, he's mixing up what he wants to mix up, like, good parts of his younger like teenage years like you know his early 20s sure and now he's kind of like an older man playing in this band and doing this and like that you know like so Possibly. you don't know you, i you know it could be that i'm not saying it is for that. sure for sure so it's yeah. just one of those things where it the i line... would just hope they would get someone else besides baltazar getty <laughs> to try to look like bill Pullman when he's younger but okay i got you You know it's just like get, this is real theory. blurred line you know because they're still still dealing with this this woman kind of where she's kind of like where I don't even know why she's the, you know, like, why she's the person that is between everyone. Like, between uh, Dick Loge, uh Dick... Uh, well, yeah, it's just, it's sort of the basic noir kind of femme fatale. Yeah. I don't really, you know, as much as I enjoy Patricia Arquette's performance in this, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, David Lynch writes usually great roles for women, this one's a little thin. Mm-hmm. It is very much just there as like the kind of, you know, she's just the, she's just the black widow. She's, she's the just, vixen. You yeah. Know, she's the, the femme fatale. She's kind just going to like screw you and bite your head off. Yeah, the basically. Dame. She's the dame, right. you know? Yeah. So that, I feel like that's kind of her role in this, mm-hmm. even though, you know, she plays a very well and it's it's not like why do they why like at the end kind of why does bill pullman really want to get at mr eddie sort of you know like what did he really what did he what did he do well he you know it might be a thing that he's really in love with patricia arquette yeah and that's his girl 
in the real in real life. But it life. doesn't even kind of feel like that at the end. Like she kind of gets tossed away, sort of at the end, you know. And they're just worried about killing uh, uh, Mr. Eddie, sort of, you know, like him and uh, Robert Blake. Oh yeah, you I know, mean that, that little like... ending thing. Yeah, we'll see that whole, and that's another thing that is sort of strange about all that is that you know Robert Blake is just like this little devil guy mm-hmm. who obviously is there to sort of move him along in the in the treacherous things that Bill Pullman and Balthazar Getty are doing, yeah. like to try to get them to do those things and to make them want to do those things. I would feel like like he's sort of you know when he says like I don't go into your house unless I'm invited. He's it just is kind of almost devil's advocate, right? Of, it's this very like a uh, thing where you you know I wouldn't have appeared appeared to you unless you wanted me to, and like you know yeah that's what I feel like those tapes are. It's just sort of that it's just pushing Bill Pullman into and Balthazar Getty into. Killing both of them, I guess. I don't know. Again, I, I don't. I can't really say that I know exactly. Yeah. I just sort of. I'm going with the flow of what I think it. I feel like mm-hmm. it is, and these little things, that that it, they work and they kind of fit okay. So, you know, I don't really need to know what it's about. You know, mm-hmm. and so all right, you're bringing it to the collection. Yeah. Lost Highway. What is it that you think? I mean, you know, you could have brought the straight story. You could have gave it to me straight. You could have brought uh, Wild at Heart. You know what I mean? Why? Why Lost Highway? It why just, now? So okay. So like Lost Highway. Yeah. So I don't understand it completely. And obviously, it sounds like I'm not even fighting for this movie. But and we're just kind of talking about it. But that's what's great. Well, about which this, is fine. I mean, which, yeah, yeah. Which is no. great about this movie. You know, like it's just. One of those things where, like, you know, like, I'm still puzzled by it. You know, like, I'm still trying to understand it. And I, you know, like, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm trying to understand, but I'm not trying to fake like I get it. For you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, you no, know? no, exactly. You know? And and that's not necessarily what I mean. I, I'm just saying what I should have uh, kind of been more clear. I'm sorry. Is So you have, right, a Kino Lorber edition of it, right? Yes, I do. So I, I, what I'm wondering more so is, like, in, in that aspect, what, what because I, I don't have a copy of Lost Highway. I would love a copy of Highs- yeah. Lost Highway. So what would you like to see kind of in the physical media aspect of it what what's on the keener kino lorber which we again we love shout out to those kino shout out to all those different ones that do it that aren't criterion collection we love all that stuff kino we're not, we love you but we're not we hating got special features ever yes we're not really hating because you know i have some kino lorber stuff which yeah. i love my dog tooth great great additions of them they just don't always have the greatest special features yeah. so and what kind of stuff are you whatsoever yeah what kind of stuff has, are you looking to see for this well yeah I or mean, what what doesn't it have what what doesn't well i just want to see people talking about this like we saw a movie recently with bill pullman what was it called the last seduction and yeah. bill pullman was i mean it felt like they had him for a few days and like right he's pretty he was bad not bringing anything and which is this, great in this yeah and this movie like i watched this oh, yeah. i was like oh shit like he has that like real a, you know i love bill that an I, actor i like, love that that low bill Bowman voice you know i like, just i just where? love that he just um he feels so cool he's he's also extremely skinny in this film where right? he looks that, good well that, now i'm thinking <laughs> is like what happened to bill Pullman after the 2000 like i what was he um, I, I mean, go? I'm sure he's like in TV and stuff. He did, a, he, you know, he does a lot of those kind of straight to DVD, uh, DVD or straight to VOD movies that mm-hmm. like Bruce Willis okay. and all them kind of do. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think. I, I'm not sure exactly, or but that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, you know, Bill Pullman's great. You but know, yeah, but Bill Pullman was like more. a staple of the '90s, and I understand why. And seeing Last Seduction, I was like, I mean. I thought I liked Bill Pullman, but what was he doing in that role? But yeah, this, and then you watch yeah. this, and you're Just like, oh shit, cast. like, no, he can't, like, Bill Pullman came to act and do, be did. in a movie, you know? Yeah, he And did. understand that he was in something great. Yeah. And even Patricia Arquette, like, she, like, with what kind of little as she has, sort of, you know, she's still, like, 
she stands out as like for you know, sure like in the best way possible you know yeah like, it would be nice to be get like on the special features to get an interview with robert blake from prison is he still oh, in prison or is I he dead he's dead he's I think dead. he passed away oh sorry. we can get one interview from hell a post harmonious uh interview yeah because robert blake killed his family or something right he killed somebody he's a piece of shit and that's what's great about him in this film too and as since we're kind of getting to the performances yeah um which is a which is a great argument to make because these are very distinct performances, mm-hmm. right? For this type of movie, yeah, right. And you don't really see Bill Pullman. I mean, again, The Last Seduction could maybe try to be something like this, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of neo noir kind of. But yeah. Bill Pullman's just completely miscast in it. He's crap in it. It's just a crap. It's just crap. Yeah. But the it, what he does here. Because a lot of things with David Lynch's films is that you, you know, a lot of people might say that you can't connect with a character, right? They, they're not, they're, they're just sort of these weird, strange, kind of moody people, yeah. or especially in these two films, you know, they're, they're, they feel very fake, or they feel very, it's just strange. They feel strange. Yeah, it's, but, yeah, it's a weird, it's an, a weird, like, it's an uncomfortableness that brings it to you. Right, like, and you know? so, and, and especially with these two films, he doesn't really have those two anchors of uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. And Laura yeah, Dern, who is that the, boy next door? Yes. and woman. And they're very. They, they anchor Blue Velvet. They anchor yeah. Twin Peaks. You know what I mean? They anchor those films and make yeah. them feel very. You can relate to those people. You see them as like this wholesome yeah. stuff. And here, it's not there. But I feel like Bill Pullman, uh, it, because especially Patricia Arquette, like you said, they they're doing more with the material than yeah. you know other people might do. Other people might see it as a reason to try to look cool, and even though they do look cool, there's more. It's it's just more three dimensional. There's something there when Bill Pullman. You know, he, he, there's a lot of great, uh, like, just that, that scene of him and Robert Blake, the first time that they meet, when the audio goes yeah. out, that's yeah. a great, like, just yeah. a whole scene so in the general. Whole, like, the party scene is going on, you know, you hear the music in the background, the noise and stuff, and then once he meets Robert Blake, it's just, the the background noise is it's just cut off, yeah, you know, it's and it's just it's their just dialogue in this, like, in this, like, party scene you know? right and, and robert blake saying so like yeah he's saying i'm in your house yeah. here he gives him a cell phone he's like call your house mm-hmm. and i'll be in there mm-hmm. and he's just like how the fuck do you do that like mm-hmm. it's just a really good uh where i don't know it's comedic but not in a bad way i just laugh at it because yeah. i don't know it's just like a cool scene it's but just it's scary comfortable it's and uncomfortable scary. and like yeah. if that really happened to you it's like what the fuck like what's this going on? like you know like yeah and i think it's because both of them do a fantastic job of really uh, committing to that to something yeah, like that. Yeah, to the scene. Yeah, they're really going is. for it. They're, they're, yeah. they're not playing it like, I mean, I mean, I mean, credit to David Lynch for getting those performance out of exactly. them as the as that what's going on. Like, because I, I mean, you read that or something, or you're just trying to act that as like, what the fuck are you asking for? Like, you know, and it really like, I think pretty sure David Lynch got what he wanted. You know, oh for and sure, usually what, I, and I feel like he usually does. You know, it's not. Yeah, like, absolutely. He's not. He's going for this kind of like thing that is might seem comedic to you or like just off kilter you know but that scene really is like you know like scary and like that's one of those things too is this movie felt scary like it it's it it like david lynch films like i mean not that i don't they're just like they're kind of weird and like unsettling and stuff but this one actually feels like almost like a horror film you know where you don't know what's happening you don't know what's around the corner you know and you don't know that the character's motives at all you know and you're put into these and into these people's like you know as like an avatar almost like as as it feels like Balthazar getty is you know like an avatar right. for like oh yeah for you know, sure like and you're just like and he doesn't know what's going on he, it, and, and he's another person that kind of has amnesia you know like the rita character in the dream sequence so you don't know like 
So he just feels like awkward and like not, you know, like not of this world almost, you know? Yeah. I mean, David Lynch here in Lost Highway, he, he pretty much masters and make, you know, makes a, a horno, which is a horror <laughs> porno art. You know, you have people like Glenn Danzig and they do trash and it's just oh. trash. And it's just right here. He's got the horno down. <laughs> And that's a term that I just. That's I, a hell of a, a I'm, term. You coined, yeah, I'm coining I'm it right here. That, yeah. It's a horno. Whereas horror, horror and porno, porno together. But you know, and again, I'm not. I'm. It's, I'm sort of joking, but it really is that. But it does that, feel very much a, a great. You know, we talked about that Cinemax kind of line mm. where this doesn't belong on Cinemax. This is art, baby. Yeah. This is. There's a reason this for this. This is real. Stuff. Like, yeah. This it's, is real it, tour it, shit. You yeah. Know? Like, it's, it's, not, it's frightening. It feels. Uh, it doesn't feel just like. Uh, like uh, sleazy in a way yeah. where you're just like yeah like uh, I'm watching some dumb you know cheesy horror like a Glenn Danzig fucking film yeah, exactly like, you know what, it's just what he's trying to go for but is right. totally just missing and yeah it's like yeah yeah so David seen... Lynch the king of the horno <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like yeah I mean he just like he just knows what he's doing and he it it's not bad like as much no, as you think all. like it's just like, he, like but but again this is another one that I I feel like a lot of people. I can understand why a first watch might uh, be a little hard to kind of yeah, digest. Yeah, and unsettling. Yeah, and right. just be like, what I mean, the especially fuck once is you this? see Marilyn Manson doing the shit that he does. Well, my boy's canceled. <laughs> Get him out of there. Oh, we need to edit him out, <laughs> David Lynch, or else I'll never watch this. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm joking. But um, yeah, but again, let's. All right, let me t- let me ask you. You you said earlier the soundtrack, right? You said you really thought the soundtrack was great, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, mm-hmm. but I've got a gripe. I okay. think you might know my gripe with it, and I, and I think you know that it's sort of keeping me on whether I'm going to let this in or not. <laughs> and that's Lou Reed's cover of oh. "This Magic Moment" oh, that plays in the scene where Balthazar Getty first sees Patricia Arquette. Yeah, or at least it's supposed to be when he first sees her. You don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they play the Lou Reed version of "This Magic Moment." Now, I understand the choice. I understand he's going for a newer. You know, he's got. You know, I think I believe other people do covers too, right? Um, maybe uh, not, but Marilyn Manson, Romshin, there's, 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 yeah. uh, there's Nine Inch Nails on there, right? Mm-hmm. Marilyn there's, Manson. There's, there's that type pumpkins. of, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. That's going on there. So I get the choice of the Lou Reed, but I don't know if it really, why not just use the, this magic moment? I mean, I mean, so why not? I, I, no, no, I, I, I get why he used Lou Reed's version because it's just so like, it's like, you know, Lynch is a musician too, where he, he does is, these yes. things. You He's know? a very good musician. And that, I mean, that's kind of a Lynch choice almost. Like, you know, it just feels so like, yeah, if Lynch was going to cover this magic moment, Lou Reed already did it for him, kind of, you know? Okay. You know, it's just one of those things where I it can just, see that. And I, I mean, I, I mean, it's got that kind I mean of we're moody. friends and stuff, Jordan, but I honestly don't know if you're a, a Lou Reed fan. I um and it shows. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I mean, you know, I like some Velvet Underground stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't really follow too much of him. And again, I'm not trying to say I don't like Lou Reed. Yeah, no, I'm not, and, yeah. and I'm not trying to say that that cover is horrible or anything. But what I'm asking cuz you know, for me, even just recently watching it, I don't know, I felt like the the original might have made more sense, but you know, that sort of makes sense. If if he were to cover it, if David Lynch were to cover it, it would probably sound like that a little probably a little bit more uh well no maybe it would sound the like guitar that. like i mean yeah that just it just it makes perfect sense to me because okay i mean i like Lou, right. i like Lou reed i mean i am like okay. i'm like 
I'm not going to go Lulu, Metallica, Lou Reed, you know. But, For sure. No, I but get you. I, and I'm this, not saying there's anything know, wrong with Lou Reed. I just, you know, I just yeah, haven't yeah. dug into him. No, I just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. It's kind of, it's different. You know, it's like, he's like, I mean, people make fun of him where he just, it doesn't sound like he's singing, doesn't do, he's not doing this thing. You know, like, he's not doing what people think he should do, pretty much, you know. And Lou Reed is doing his own thing, you know, like, and making these. You know, he loves those kind of doo-wop, obviously. I mean, why not just classics. put the rock and roll from the Velvet Underground in there? You know what I mean? But, I why mean, even, why not just, uh, yeah, no, I'm just joking. I know, I, but, I like this cover of the Magic Moment. Okay, all right, well, it makes yeah. It, it makes it more like in the universe of Lost Highway. I was just joking. <laughs> I was, that's not really like something that would really make me not let this in the, the into the collection. But I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on it. But you're right, it does really fit into the universe of Lost Highway. Absolutely. I mean, it just... Yeah, because because like we have been talking about this before, and it's kind of the same thing in Mulholland Drive. He has that. Uh, he loves that early forties, fifties aesthetic. He loves yeah. that shit. So that's well, why exactly. I'm just like, well, like, you know, with, he, uh, that's Wild why. At heart, you know, yes. like where it's that thing where right, everyone's like a grease monkey. And, Everything's and very like yeah, and all the you know, especially in Mulholland Drive, the the movie that Justin Throw is making is yeah. just very like some forties kind of fifties yeah, kind of yeah. like deal, like where it's just like super like you know where he just makes those like. Where he makes the 1950s feel uncomfortable. For know, sure. Like, definitely. Just one of those uh, things. You know. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. I understand Lou Reed choice. Fine. <laughs> I'll let it slide for that. Because, again, usually I have no problems with his soundtracks. And, you know, his soundtracks, are, you know, his scores and stuff are always very strange. It's yeah. sort of, especially in Mulholland Drive, it's, it's just, it feels strange. And that's sort of the point. Is that it, I, if, it, it was off-putting to me, but that's the point. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't what I expected. I, I expected just the regular old this magic, mo-, you know. I expected that, yeah. and he switched it up on me, which is again beautiful. That's yeah. what Lynch does. Yeah, that's he why makes, I'm here in the Lynch. He mob. makes kind of this ugliness, ugliness, beautiful, you know? for sure, and this kind of like easiness, like uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, like where like like the shots in this film are like so like 1950s, 1940s, you know, where they kind of just place the camera, like you know they. Where, like, you know, like in older films, it kind of doesn't, they don't really know how to, like, place the camera, sort of, you know, or get a good shot. Like, they just need these characters in the, like, frame, kind of. I know? understand what you're saying. You I know? wouldn't say they don't know how to get a good shot, but I understand what you're saying. But a lot of times, it's feels, not really about moving the camera too much. Yeah. It's it's just kind of keeping that performance kind of framing, in, like, in the, the characters. Like, right. okay, it's just, like, kind of filming. Oh, let's film this. Like, right. Where... I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they really put like that kind of thought into it. You know, like I'm. I'm I imagine certain I people did, mistaken. but not everybody. Yeah, yeah, but I might be mistaken, obviously. But like, it's just this weird thing where they're just they have the characters stand like in the frame, you know, and they don't cut. Obviously, they don't get into a two shot, or they don't like you know like a head like you know like stuff like that. Well, and, and he's doing that in this, but yeah, it makes I, it like right. It's kind of the know. same thing we had talked about in the conversation, yeah. where it, it's, it's it's playing with a lot of sound design. Mm-hmm. It's playing yeah. with the, the acting. It's it's kind of everything working. He doesn't yeah. necessarily have to do well. He's a bunch those, of stuff behind. He's the using camera. the old tricks in his own way, you know, and making right. it his own. You know, yeah. So that's that's one of the things I really noticed in this this watch. You know, right. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? I mean, you didn't really have to kind of argue it because <laughs> Lost Highway is just one of my favorite David Lynch films. Oh, okay, wow. It just, um, you know, I didn't want to give that away too soon. No. Uh, but it is. It really is. I actually wanted to get a tattoo of Robert Blake with the video camera, you know, with it, with it against his eye. And he's, like, looking like a real creep. And this is after all the convic- convictions. I mean, whatever. If, if I had to worry about getting a tattoo of murderers from movies and music people, then I would never like no, anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I know. I know. But you that are. is a cool tattoo. But, I, but yeah, so that this is certainly... 
one of my favorite that, that films. That would actually be awesome. You know how your tattoo artist, he does the yeah. the Cupid Pie kind of face on him. Oh, and yeah. Being, as oh. The, and holding the video camera. Actually, I that like that awesome. a lot. You know, like, because he does that style. Yeah, With I like that a lot. the rosy cheeks and stuff. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I'm getting a new tattoo. <laughs> uh, please sign up for our Patreon. I'm going to need some cash. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, so... I, should we just kind of wrap it up? Yeah, should we do last thoughts? Up, yeah. I mean, because you know, with these Lynch films, we can kind of, kind of dig into them kind of forever. I yeah, feel like we could just go on, just on, keep yeah. talking about them because yeah. there is a lot of stuff that you can dig deep into, especially with this film. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a bit, and like you said, when you watch stuff, like you know, when you watch this stuff, you notice different things, mm-hmm. and you notice just different ways that people acted or are. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really noticed kind of. I never really paid attention to the things that like Henry Rollins and the other guard like said and did and the way that they acted. It's mm-hmm. just different things where you're just like, oh, like th- before I just thought like, oh, he's just throwing that in there just to throw that in there, I guess, mm-hmm. just to be funny or cute. But no, there's a reason for it. It's like because it's showing you and defining the world that's around them. And it's letting you know whether this is reality or whether it's not. Mm. And you have to be able to pay attention yeah. and notice the acting and notice the sound design and notice the different things for you to be like, oh, okay, and follow along that story. And a lot of people don't like cinema like that. A lot of people like to be spoon-fed, but not me. Not I. I'm a cinephile. No. You can follow me under Cinna. <laughs> and David Lynch, I'm in the David Lynch mob. Um, I'm giving my last thoughts here. Uh, pretty much yeah and what i'm saying is it's in mondo all right, all right awesome. it lost highways in i would really love to see some great artwork from this yeah uh, just a physical release in terms of yeah i mean i you know you have the kino lober one but i want to see a lot more stuff i want to see everything see supplements yeah i want to see a lot of shit piled on i want them to dig up old stuff the old document old footage old things everything like the criteria knows how just, to do and we just want lynch all of lynch on the Criterion Collection. Which I think is going to you know? happen. Like, eventually, yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to end up being on there, hopefully. Yeah. So, your last thoughts on Lost Highway, Mondo? I mean, Lost, I mean, it's in. Yeah, but I mean, Lost Highway, it's just one of those great films that, I mean, it just, I mean, you watch it once, but you need to watch it again and again. Like, it just, it just, I mean, it Lynch kind of almost is kind of like, like he he talks like he doesn't like think like his films need to be watched again sort of like you know where he's just like doing things but no he's an artist he's an artur you know like he's like really crafting film and him and Lou Reed yeah and he's under and he understands it and he's giving you and he's taking you on a ride you know and if you want like in the best rides you want to ride again and again and that's lost time you know like the best highways you want to go yeah, down you want to drive and again. you want to drive down again and again. Woo! And forgot to mention that David, uh, that David Bowie song at the beginning is just, I never noticed that kind of, but it, that, that song hits, I'm deranged. <laughs> uh, okay. That's right. That's right. You did enjoy that song. Okay. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about Bowie in that song. It's fine. All right. I'll just leave it at Lou Reed. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I mean, we have Richard Pryor in this, his last performance, Jack Nance's re- last performance. It was nice to see them. You know, it was really nice to see Wasn't Richard it? Pryor. Yeah. yeah, and Jack Nance because yeah. I completely forgot that he had that little kind yeah, of really funny little, cameo like, about the yeah. radio. Just great, and yeah, Richard Pryor just being Richard Pryor. Yeah, just doing a little. Letting him be yeah. Richard Pryor, you know. Yeah, for sure. And Bill Pullman, like goddamn, like I mean, he did ID four, but this is, I mean, this is the Bill Pullman for performance for me. Honestly. Yeah, well, you know, we yeah. didn't really get into it. Really quick, your last thought about Balthazar Getty and his performance in this. What do you think about <laughs> Balthazar Getty? 
I don't know who I don't know who Balthazar Getty is. I don't want to know who he is. And <laughs> he's a rich boy. He's a rich boy. He was in Kid Ninety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knows Punky Brewster. I would like to actually to hear from him in the supplements. Yeah, I mean he's doing I, interviews now, so I mean let's. Get I him understand on here. he kind of had this kind of like aesthetic as like a teenage kid, you know, like he's this guy. Like it's just that feeling that Lynch kind of knew and that vibe Balthazar Getty gave off. But I mean. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm with you, Balthazar Getty. You know, he's not in very many things, but I thought he was fine. He did what he had to do here. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's why we didn't really bring him up, but I just wanted to ask really quick. <laughs> but this is in. Lost Highway is yeah, in. Lost Highway, baby. Criterion, they know it. They're going to put it out. They I need I, to get it on the I'm channel. I'm pretty sure it is. For sure. Yeah. So, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you get down that Lost Highway, get to Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. and listen to our episodes and um yeah just watch more david lynch join the david yeah. lynch mob uh follow me at young jane fonda on instagram you can also find me at jordan garcia on letterbox and then you can follow the pod at criterion cult pod on instagram on twitter at criterion cult podcast mm-hmm. mondo how about you you can find me at save underscore mondo on all social medias uh, including letterboxd and what do we got coming next week, Jordan? We're switching it up a little bit. We're trying to get a little a little more fun. Yeah, we're having a, getting a little loose. So what we're doing is, from the Criterion Collection, I am going to be talking about Police Story with Jackie right. Chan. Ooh. And then I'm bringing to the collection, to the cult, ladies and gentlemen, Speed. That's right, the Keanu Reeves Speed. Speed. So if you want to follow along with us, if you want to follow the episode, check those out. And make sure you listen to the episodes. Make sure you listen to our past episodes. We've got a bunch of cool shit going on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Join the cult. See you at the cult meeting next time.